0: Pounding the meat, we are live, baby. We got a good show tonight. I hear some people are taking shots for every time bro is said, good luck. Plan your funeral, because tonight's your last night. We're excited, man. We We have a legend. Mr. Vince Russo is here tonight with us. Pumped. What up, wrestling bonkers? How are you? We are live on two channels tonight. What up, Clint? We are live on the PTM YouTube channel. We're live on the Hannibal YouTube channel. What up, Hannibal fans? What's good? We're excited to uh, to bring Mister Russo on, man. I'm pumped. Well, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'm going to bring on the former world heavyweight champion, the King of Rose. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Vince Russo. There he is.
1: What is going on? That's a nice, a nice open, bro. I really was enjoying watching that open. Very nice.
0: How you doing, man? Good. Thank How you for are we being doing? on pounding the meat. Thank you for for being on pounding the meat with me. I appreciate it, I'm happy. It.
1: bro. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here, my friend.
0: Uh, like I said, we're also on. Uh, we're on uh, the Hannibal TV tonight. Yes. So shout out to the Hannibal.
1: I always like that. I always like Hannibal always did me right over the years. I've always been a fan of Hannibal.
0: He's a great dude, man. He, yep. He's a great bro. Right?
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a cool dude, man. He's always done me right uh, over all the years, man.
0: I, I'm excited to talk to you tonight, Vince, because I got, I got a, a few questions, but I love hearing uh, your side of things and, and, and your input on, on pro wrestling in general. I've always enjoyed your, your, your show. You have a podcast, right?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I do multiple, multiple shows. We cover everything, com. I, I, I'm usually doing like three or four podcasts a day.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. So I, I listen to some of it, and it's fantastic, man. You guys got to check it out. Thank you. Like Vince says, you want to hear the truth, you tune in. You tune in because there's no vested interest, right? It's just... Straight from the hip from Vince it's Russo. The
1: truth, bro. I am not looking for a job. I'm not looking to be hired. Uh, I'm my own boss, and I'm loving it. I, uh, I paid for my own paid wall so All nobody right. can cancel me or censor <laughs> me or shadow ban me. So, uh, you know, Russo's brand uh, is a place where we say what we want, what we think, and what we feel.
0: There we go. Uh, Vince, I want to start out with you growing up. And and how you got into wrestling? What 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 really got your interest into wrestling, man? Where to start?
1: Well, you know, bro, I'll I'll be honest with you, man. Um, you know, growing up, we all we all have things that we like, mm-hmm. and you know, bro, wrestling was mo- one of many things. I, I I was not a wrestling mark growing up. Um, you know, there were many things I love. I'm, I'm much more of a baseball Mark, you know, 1000%. I am a baseball Mark. I am a music Mark. Um, I never considered myself a wrestling Mark. I, I enjoyed it. I, I definitely enjoyed the entertainment aspect of it. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed this, you know, the stories and whatnot, So, uh, you know, I mean, I grew up a fan of the business, but unlike a lot of these absolute morons today, there was never a point in my life where I was obsessed with the wrestling business. I I was just a fan of the genre. What do you
0: consider? Now I hear fans. I hear marks. Yeah. What do you consider a mark?
1: A a mark is somebody that has crossed the line. When 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 you when you are now obsessed with wrestling, and I mean it's 24-7, morning, noon, and night. That's all there is in your universe. That's all you talk about. And somewhere along the line, you've convinced yourself that this is real. That is a mark. And and that's dangerous, bro. I'm all for being a fan, man, and being a loyal fan. And, you know, when when you really like something, you give their money to it. You know, you like a band, you buy all the albums, you like the sports team, you buy all the jerseys. I'm cool with that. what I'm not cool with, bro, is when it turns into an absolute obsession, Then, then, then I think then I think it's approaching dangerous territory.
0: Right. So you started out, you own some video stores, you know, rest in right. peace to, to Blockbuster Video, West yeah, Coast Video. Yeah. I,
1: I, man, uh, I, I hate that the video business is done. I, bro, I swear to God, I would have been doing that my whole life uh, had the uh, video business not died.
0: I used to love going into... Uh... You know, award video, West Coast video,
1: yeah, yeah and I, I would go
0: straight to the Coliseum home video section. Yeah,
1: there.
0: yeah, yep, all the yep. colors on the VHS tapes—they knew how to get your attention.
1: Oh you no, know? the the back the packaging back then for Coliseum was tremendous. Absolutely, they did a great job. Yeah, you know,
0: and and yeah. my my dad would go, all right, you get to rent one tape
1: yeah yeah man i went down the line i miss video stores man oh me too bro me too i'm I'm, I'm still holding out hope bro because i'm a big vinyl guy i got about four thousand albums and vinyl made a comeback i'm still holding out bro i think video stores are gonna make a comeback i really believe that
0: you think they're gonna keep it with the blu-ray or they're gonna go retro they're gonna go beta They're gonna
1: go VHS. What are they gonna do? I I don't think they're gonna go that far, bro. I think we'll keep it Blu-ray. But I'll I'll be happy with Blu-ray, bro. I'll I'll, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. You had the
0: video stores. Yeah. Then and the big boys come in. You got Blockbuster coming in, right? Right. So you knew. Yes. That the end was near.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yes.
0: So you start. How'd you get your, your job with WWF magazine? How, how'd that
1: happen? Well, I, ra- I ran a couple of promotions in my wrestling stores, uh, where, you know, I paid the WWE directly for talent and oh, bro, they okay. went, they went over huge. I brought Jake in, I brought, um, demolition in, I brought uh Brutus Barber, Barber beefcake in and they drew huge. And Somebody locally who had a wrestling show uh, on the radio came into uh, my store because they were looking for advertisers and sponsors. And at the same time, exactly what you said, bro, the writing was on the wall with the video stores. Yeah. So I knew I'm going to have to get into something. And like I said, bro, the way I looked at it was, you know, I was a fan of wrestling, Uh, you know, literally bro yeah pro- it'd probably be cool to work in the rest of the business wasn't a dream like all these you know people in the business with dreams no bro i needed a job i thought it would be a fun job uh so i um you know i uh i started advertising on this person's radio show john and rizzi i'll I, i'll put them over me and john had a falling out but we're friends today everything's cool all right um, but that deserves a round of applause yeah, no yeah me and john are totally mental cool. fences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I branched out on my own. Um, I started doing my own radio show. I was uh, paying for my own airtime. I was running out of money. Uh, I wrote Linda McMahon a letter. Uh, I let her know what I was doing. I told her I was a writer by trade. I had a degree in journalism, yada, yada, yada. And bro, believe it or not, I got a call from Linda McMahon. Uh, the magazine was looking for freelance writers The editor of the magazine called me. I was freelancing maybe two stories a month of 150 bucks a story. Uh, Then then the editor uh, was let go, and I interviewed for the job. I got the job as the editor, and that's that's how I got into Titan Tower. Once I got into Titan Tower – I, I, I really brought the magazine to new heights. We started the Raw magazine, and I was very, very outspoken, bro. I was very, very vocal. I hated where the product was back then. I thought the product was atro- was atrocious. It was very hard to go to work every day when we were doing T.L. Hopper and the Goon. And yeah, I was going to say this is Goon,
0: Mantle. Yeah,
1: bro. Freddie Joe Floyd. And oh, it was very hard to go to work every day. I started creating my own angles in the magazine. Um, I was, of which Vince walked into that meeting. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, I, I just basically said to Vince, if, if all I'm ever going to be doing here is the magazine, I need you to tell me that. Because if he would have said that, I would have went on to Greener Pastures. Um, so we had a real, we had a real Hard conversation, bro, where I was either going to be fired or I was either going to go to the next step. Was that the first time you met Vince? No, no, no. I, I used I used to meet with Vince monthly for the magazine, okay. but this was a real, this was a real, he's going to fire you or he's going to take notice of you. It, it, right. it was that type of a thing. Um, You know, l- luckily for me, he took notice and that's how I started, you know, writing, you know, raw and attitude era and the rest is history
0: what was it like for the first time meeting vince mcmahon
1: bro i'll I'll be honest with you because the first time i met him i wasn't working for the company okay i was doing my radio show and they had this uh big steroid symposium that i i i went to because i was a i was a journalist and i wanted right. to hear their side of what was going on bro i swear to god and, and, and I, I got to tell you, and I've had my differences with Vince over the year, bro, through wrestling. I got to work with a lot of, you know, sports figures, celebrities, uh, you name it. Bro, I was in a room one on one, one on one alone with Pamela Anderson at the height of Baywatch. Yeah. So, I mean, this is what we're talking about. But, bro, I am telling you. Vince McMahon is the only human being in my life, bro, that when he when I first met him and he walked into that room, bro, I felt the presence like I I I have never felt before or since. And like I said, man, I've met a lot of powerful people over the years, but the first time I met Vince, there was such a presence of of power right very 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 hard to explain bro but very very real
0: he walked in did he have a whole crew with him at all times, like bodyguards. Or was nah, it just nah, he
1: was never that way, bro. He he nah. would ha- he would always have like you know the the uh, you know he, him him and Pat Patterson were very tight, so yeah. it was always him and Pat or him and Bruce. You know him and Bruce go way back. It was never never like that. Where a sea of people would right. walk in some. He he wasn't that kind of a guy, bro.
0: All right, so eventually, you know, you get the writing position for WWF at the time head writer how did that happen cuz the ratings were were getting pretty bad
1: right? they were very bad bro they were very very bad the company was in the red bro they were not a publicly traded company at that time they were in the red they were in trouble they were doing the same thing bro they'd been doing for decades Right. And I had a much, much, much different approach. And I honestly, f- I, I feel a couple of things were going on with Vince at that point. I think, bro, he was smart enough to realize what they were doing was not working. Right. He had the same old guard around them that had been doing the same thing for years and years and years. I, I, I was a New Yorker with a very big mouth, and I had a lot of <laughs> confidence. And I really think, bro, to be honest with you, I think it was it was it was a point where he had nothing to lose. I got yeah. nothing to lose. It was like, that we're, bad. We're, yeah, we're in the shitter. I, I I don't know how to fix this. We've been doing the same thing forever. I really feel, bro. He just he had nothing to lose.
0: So, did, he calls you, I guess. Uh, he tells you, Nah, bro.
1: Have... I I got called up into his office after a horrible, horrible RAW. And bro, I swear to you, I thought I was getting called up to be fired. I thought he was gonna make an he was bringing me up to make an example out of me because he was in a very bad mood, really. So I walk up there in his office, and bro, anybody who was anybody at the WWE at that point was in his office, bro. I swear to you, in my mind, I'm thinking about what is my next job gonna be because I really felt he called me up there to make an example out of me and he was going to fire me in front of all these people. And I'm, I, I was really like, you know, okay, like let's get this over with, but so who's went,
0: in there, who's in this Oh room? my
1: God, bro. Uh, 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 JR, Bruce Pritchard, Pat Patterson, Jim Cornette, oh. Shane McMahon. I think JJ was still with the company, his entire inner circle. Everybody, world. everybody was in there, bro. And I I thought he was going to drop the hammer, you know, puff out his chest, make an example out of me. And I I, I honestly, I was like, I'm thinking in my mind, what's my next job going to be? Let's just get this over with. Right. He had the raw magazine in his hand and he threw it down on the table in front of everybody. And he goes, <laughs> this is what our television show needs to be. And, bro, I, I was the most shocked person wow. in that room. Absolutely. One hundred percent.
0: So. What were the looks of the people at oh, that table towards it. you, man?
1: Forget forget it, bro. <laughs> you you, you have no idea because the wrestling business is about, you know, being in it from birth, uh, you know, paying your dues. And right. that's what it's all about. And, you know, bro, I was an outsider. I was a fan. I wasn't in the business for twenty years, but I'll tell you what 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 I did have, bro. I understood entertainment. Okay. I, I understood television. Mm-hmm. I understood what people really wanted to see, and that had nothing to do with wrestling. I I knew wrestling. I've been watching it for years. I knew the genre, but I knew, bro. They were doing nineteen seventies wrestling in 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 mid nineties. Right. so I I knew we've got to bring this product up to speed to mirror what is going on in society right now and that's that's exactly what we did that was it that was it well yeah. it wasn't rocket science bro you're yeah. doing the same thing today you you watch raw 2020 and it is it's raw 1992. Th- they're at the same exact place. The only problem is there's nobody in that company right now that has the balls to go up to Vince and say, bro, do you know how bad your product sucks? I, I did that. I-, 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 I told Vince, this is bad, bro. It's really, <laughs> really bad. You're-, you're out of touch. Wh- whatever that wrestling rule book is that you're following, you need to throw that out the window, bro. From now on, if they think you're going to go left, we got to go right. You know, right. and I mean, th- th- this this was the speech you know that I gave him, and you know, thank God and lucky for me, Vince let me do it. Mm-hmm. And when when he let me do it, and he started seeing results, he more or less left me alone. They're at that same spot today, bro, but nobody is saying anything to him. I had an email response with him about, oh, God, bro, maybe it was October. I can't remember. A couple of months ago. Oh, really? I told told him I I was offering my help as a consultant. I I didn't want to be hired. I'm never going to work in that environment again. But I was like, bro, your show freaking sucks. Right. Like, like, seriously, like, are you watching? It, it was that conversation all over again. So, you know, how, how that ended was, you know, Vince, Vince wanted me to watch raw for a couple of weeks and give my feedback. And I'm like, bro, I'll be happy to do that. I ain't doing that for free. Like your, your product <laughs> sucks, bro. I'm willing to help you. I'm not going to jump through hoops to help you. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to pay me to critique the show for the next couple of months, I'll be happy to do that. But I certainly was not going to do that for free when at the end of the day, honestly, bro, I was just looking to help the guy because the product's horrible.
0: Right. And it's, it's amazing to me, you're sitting in this room, right? And the ratings are basically where they are now.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, no, oh, much higher, bro, M- much higher. But yeah, bro, we 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 were below three million people, and that was Panic City. Like really? that, that oh my god, that was Panic City. I would say at the time, bro, they were probably at an average of two to two and a half million at that time.
0: And that's that's really the average now.
1: That's not even the average now, bro. Raw's raw's flirting with one and a half million. Wow, wow. Yeah,
0: wow. That's incredible. And so, okay, so you're did did now Jim Cornette? We everyone knows the feud between you and Jim. Did he say anything to you that day?
1: No, 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 no. No, bro, like they they were it's dead silent I, I i'll be honest with you bro the only one in that room that was excited about it and was willing to do anything i needed to help me the only one was shane mcmahon wow. shane mcmahon like knew, because you know bro shane was younger mm-hmm. shane knew these guys have been in here forever <laughs> you know shane knew it wasn't hip it wasn't cool and like Shane was the only one that showed any kind of support, bro. Everyone else in that room, man. You, you talk about having a a bullseye on your back.
0: Oh, you could. You were probably sweating bullets. Number I one, w- I w-
1: I, w- I wasn't sweating bullets, bro. Because I swear to God, you can look at this as arrogance or confidence. The bottom line was, bro, I knew they needed me more than I needed them. If, if Vince McMahon was going to fire me, I was going to, to find another job. I wasn't right. worried about that. They needed me. They, they needed new blood, new ideas, a new direction. So if, if they wanted to come after me and, and try to take me down, bro, knock yourself out because at the end of the day, all you're going to be doing is hurting yourself.
0: Right. So you become the writer, right? All of a sudden, your life changes from this point on. You yeah, know, you, pretty,
1: you, pretty much, yeah.
0: What was a day in the life of Vince Russo, the head writer? Like, I, I, I always wondered, how much do these guys work? Now, yeah. I'm, I know we can't talk about today because it's probably totally different than it was then. But say, like, all right, Monday morning, you have a Raw that night what was a day in the life of of vince back then vince oh Russo.
1: man well for first of all bro you 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 I, I i see here's another thing bro like i i traveled with vince and and there okay. are there are people obviously that would dream of that right bro it was miserable <laughs> it was absolutely miserable bro my first travel partner in the business was howard finkel and nice. I loved traveling with Howard. Vince was awful. Because, why was bro, that? Yeah, why? Yeah, because, bro, you, you'd show up at his house. You go into the town on Monday. So you're showing up at his house at 6 o'clock in the morning. Wow. So, okay. so the minute you're in the car with him, he doesn't talk about anything else but the show. Bro, okay. he, he doesn't watch sports. He doesn't watch movies. Nothing. It's wrestling 100% of the time. So the second you're in that car with them, it's wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Bro, then when you're on the plane, there was no private plane back then. And, bro, I didn't fly first class. I never flew first class in my life. I'm not that guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not that guy. So then you're on the plane, bro, and he wants to meet you in the galley. We're (laughs) in the galley talking about the show pissing the stewardesses off like you have no idea. So then, bro, we're talking about the show on the plane. We get to the building. We got a production meeting. We're talking about the show, talking about the show, talking about the show. You work your ass off during the show nonstop. Show is over. You're in the car to the next town talking about the next day, talking about the next day, talking about the next day. Six o'clock sharpie. You know, you got you got to be in his room. Go in the room at 6 o'clock sharp, talking about wrestling. Bro, it was non-stop, 24-7. When I tell you, bro, this is a man, and this is why he's made a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else in his life, bro, like nothing. And, And that's why, bro, I was only there for five years. He burnt me to a crisp, bro, in five years, I was done. I, I was finished with it. and And that's a mistake on his part because i I was very, very valuable to him bro. Bro, you, you can't drive me into the ground. You know, it's you know, when you're a creative person, bro, you know, you got to recharge your batteries, you gotta know when to rest, you gotta take a nap for Christ's sakes. When mm-hmm. you're driving somebody nonstop seven days a week, bro, you're gonna burn them out. And and I'll never forget, bro, he used to get the biggest kick out of this. By the time we were done with the RAW, we finally get into the into the car. And, bro, like, um, I, I am so shot. And Vince used to turn to me after t- every TV, and here's what he used to say to me, bro. He used to say, Vince, did I get it all? Meaning, did he get every single last drop out of me? And I was like, yeah, Vince, you got it all. But eventually, bro, that's what burnt me out. Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, so six a.m. to who knows what time because we're was done, or ten or eleven. Uh,
1: bro, by the time by the time you're out of that building, it's way past midnight. How much
0: sleep did you get?
1: Uh, Honestly, no, four hours. Wow. Non. Bro, it's nonstop. It's it's not. And bro, you got to understand. Back then, bro, it was just me for a period. It was just me and him. Then then you know he had to run the company. So it's like, Vince, you got to find somebody, you know, you can work with. That's when Ferrara came in and it was me and Ed, bro. There were no 25 writers, right? There, There was two people. That's it. It was me and Ferrara. We'd write the show from beginning to end. We'd present it to Vince. Vince would put his little tweaks on it, his little notes. And that was the show we did. It was Simple bro. It wasn't rocket science, man.
0: Right. So while you're writing the shows, how much responsibility was given to you as far as like, all right, Vince goes, All right, I have a new character I wanna I want to present.
1: He, he Vince, never you did do and this Vince, for Vince it. didn't present characters. Okay. How'd that, that's how, not how that how that would work. work, bro? When you got an edge or you got a Christian or you got a Valvinus or you got a test or you got any of these new guys. Okay. They would tell me, Jr. would tell me, you know, so-and-so is ready. Okay. When they tell me so-and-so is ready, now what I'm doing is, bro, I'm sitting down with that talent okay, for hours because what I'm trying to do, bro, is I am trying to get in that performer's mind and in his heart and literally inside of him to see what makes him tick. What 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 excites him? What are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? What's unique about this individual? What can I pull out of this person that nobody else has? That's what we would do. And after that exercise, that's when I would come up with the character. And okay, say, so okay, did
0: they have a name and a look already? Or nothing, just, just nothing, a guy?
1: Nothing. Adam, I would have I would I would sit down with Adam Copeland. Okay. Adam Copeland was ready to be on TV okay I interview Edge I learn all about him I come up with the idea and and I pitch the idea to Vince once Vince ah. likes the idea now they go to creative services they get him what is he gonna look like they get with Jim Johnson what's the music gonna be they get with TV what's the intro and the pyro and all that. But mm-hmm. but that's how it was done back then, bro. That that's why everybody had characters. And the reason why you interview them to nauseam, bro, is because they're not actors. So you got to find something from within that's very, very real. So when they go out, they believe it and right. it's easy for them to do. It's basically their per- personality magnified a million times. Right. And and And, and, and but. But t- today, bro, I-, I don't even know what the system is. All I know is I don't see characters today. Mm. So I mm. have no idea what the system in place is.
0: When you look back on it and, you know, you went through the vetting process of of getting the, the character uh, underway and all that, who was probably your, your favorite that you helped create?
1: My favorite character, bro, because it, it was so much Fun to write for, and he was so freaking good was was Goldust. I, I mean, go. without a shadow of a doubt, bro. Let's go. Because I could write anything. And uh he did such a masterful job with he the did. character, bro. It was it it, it, it it that was probably my most creative, you know, like of all time. And that that's because Dustin was just so, so freaking great at it.
0: Yeah, he was invested, man. You could tell. Yeah. Yep. He scared the shit out of me when I was younger, man. I was like, what yeah. the hell's going on? Yeah. You know, but even the vignettes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep.
0: The way he would whisper and the Hollywood behind them. You don't tremendous. see that anymore, man. Yeah. You don't see yep. any of that. Yeah.
1: Wow. All right. Who was the
0: hardest to develop?
1: God, bro, there really wasn't one because when you take them as an extension of themselves, it's who they are. So all you got to do is magnify it a a million times over. So it's it's really not, you know, Austin's Austin. You know, rock is the rock. Mick Foley is Mick Foley. It's just a matter of taking that personality and just magnifying it. A million times over, bro. So it's it, it's really not that difficult once you get into the head and the psyche of the individual you're dealing with.
0: Right. Now, were there times when when you're working with these guys, right, where you would pitch something to Vince? Did you ever get into arguments with Vince or back and uh, forth? Oh yeah,
1: I got. I, yeah. I, I, How bad I did a, they get? I had a really, bro. There was one time I got in a yelling argument with vince one time and i'll I'll never forget it bro because it took place in his limo and bro when i'm telling you (laughs) he's in the front and i'm in the back that's how close we were right Uh, what what it was about bro is i'll never forget it we were going into the survivor series with uh austin and taker uh highway to hell we were going into this fight bro those guys were such close friends they wanted to have a baby face match Mm. Bro, I'm a New York guy. It was Madison Square Garden. And and I knew, bro, New York City do not want to see these two guys have a baby face match. That's not what they want to see. This is the wrong place to do this. New York City, bro, Madison Square Garden. And, bro, Vince was trying to make the talent happy, and I totally got that. I totally understood it. There were his two biggest draws, his two top stars, but I'm like – Bro this is this is wrong man they don't want a babyface match and bro Austin and Taker will tell you to this day uh they had the wrong match at Madison Square Garden but yeah bro i mean I, bro i i would be i i was not the guy who didn't fight for what I believed in? I mean, I I went toe to toe with Vince McMahon, and if I thought something was right, I stuck to it and I drove it. If he came up with an idea that I didn't think was a good idea, I'd see it. And you know what, bro? He respected me for that because nobody else was doing that. Like I I I watch the Raw show today, and some of the things the talent goes out there and and does, I'm like. How do you not tell Vince? That's the shits. Like yeah. seriously, how can you go out there and cut that 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 scripted promo and not say to Vince, "Bro, do you you really want me to say this? You you I don't I don't know I don't know you know, bro. Th- th- so many people have this fear of Vince McMahon, and and here's what I've said all along, bro. He's a wrestling promoter. What are we afraid of? At the end of the day, Vince McMahon is a wrestling promoter. Bro, if you've got confidence in yourself and and Vince fires you, that should be perfectly fine, bro. Because you should be able to go work someplace else. Right. But it, it, but but if you're not confident in yourself, and maybe if you are the drizzling shits or second guessing yourself, then I guess you're gonna worry about the guy firing you. But, bro, I I I never had that fear because at the end of the day, he was my boss and he was paying me. To be honest, so I was honest.
0: Did you ever have any days off, or did you no, ever have nothing? Man no, no vacation
1: no, no vacation no sick you can't be sick bro no sick wow Nothing. so
0: you no. you were 24 7 yes a slave to Vince McMahon whether bro, like I, or not.
1: I would try to go my kids were very very young at the time I would try to go to a Saturday matinee boom in the middle of the movie Vince McMahon kids let's go drop them off at home and drive to Stanford Connecticut
0: and that's it you just that's had to it. do it
1: that's it Wow
0: I want to go back to to a, a memorable moment. Some of Now listen, one of my favorite pro wrestlers is Brett the Hitman Hart.
1: I love Brett.
0: Okay, I love Brett. Shout out to Brett Hart.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, one of my favorite moments in Brett's career is when he turned heel. Okay, when he went to as the the Canadian hero, you know, anti-USA. I thought that was some of his best work of his Jamaica. career
1: tremendous stuff
0: the promos felt real they felt organic authentic yep Yep. right how how involved were you with that that uh character change with brett
1: Well, bro, listen, I, I, people love to, to tell, you know, uh, uh, Paul Bunyan blue ox tales about (laughs) my my favorite one is I take credit for everything. And when it's bad, Oh, wasn't me. (laughs) Bullshit. I, I, I give so much credit to these guys. That was all Brett, bro. Those promos were all Brett, bro. When, when you're writing for the talent, you take it on a case by case basis. Uh, you know, some guys want you to write everything word for word and other guys, bro, they just need the bullet point. Vince, what do I got to get across? And maybe I'll give them a good line to put in there to make people laugh or something like that.
0: I was going to ask how you did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, it, it really was a case by case, bro, because I, I would know who really needed the help and who didn't. Right. bro that was all Brett i I, I mean those promos yeah no bro without a shadow of people bro i I review the attitude era on Russo'sBrand.com, brand.com so i I'm, I'm looking at a lot of these Brett promos and and people that say Brett wasn't strong on the stick like w- w- what show were you watching bro
0: no I'll <laughs> tell you early in his career he he, he seemed like he tried he struggled right he that that baby face and all he it was a little, a little cringe, but then, man, when yeah, he went, he, yelled, bro, agree. it was over
1: because he, he believed it. Because yeah. he believed it, bro, he believed it. So when he went out there with such conviction, he made people believe, bro. But yeah, he that 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 part of his career was phenomenal, man.
0: How crazy was the heat on Brett during that time? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, brutal. Well. Yeah, what was more crazy though, bro, was uh, you know just trying to uh, trying to walk the line with him and Sean. You How'd know, how did you, you mean? work
0: with between them? Did yeah, you it, have to it, go it, to different rooms and all that?
1: Oh yeah, bro, it, it was very, 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 very difficult. But 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 you know, bro, up until the Survivor Series, because at the end of the day, u- unlike today, bro, these guys were pros. Right, these guys were pros. So like you knew they were going to do business right they were just not going to make it easy you know mm-hmm. at the end of the day you knew they were going to do it but they were going to let you know they didn't like doing it but they were pros bro so you knew they were going to do it you know
0: take me back to that night the the, the screw job all right yeah. from your uh standpoint from your perception of everything what was that night like for you
1: the night the night the night was horrible bro it was absolute You know, it it was horrible. Did you know what was
0: going to happen at all? Did you know anything?
1: Bro, I'll be honest with you. And, and, you know, again, you hear a a million stories. You know, you hear a million stories out there. I can only tell you my story. And if people don't believe my story, I don't give a shit. And I'm not proud of my story. But, bro, I remember the last creative meeting we had, uh, you know, Brett did not want to do the job for Sean in Canada because he hated Sean that much. I was a third, a silent third party on the phone because Vince wanted a witness between his conversation with him and Brett. So he had me on the phone without Brett knowing it. When I'm telling you, bro, Vince pitched him everything, 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 everything. And you're and on every- the phone. Yes. During- I-, I was, witness to this. yeah, everything. Brett, no, 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 no. Vince was afraid Brett was going to bring the WWE title on WCW TV. Not because he didn't touch, he didn't trust Brett. He didn't trust uh, Eric Bischoff. Right. Because remember, Medusa had done that. Right. That was the the last thing Vince wanted. So, bro, literally, we started the creative meeting that day, probably at about nine o'clock in the morning. And it was just me, Vince, and Cornette. It uh, It was only the three of us. Bro, it's now nine o'clock at night. And I am so fed up and so frustrated. I got a family. I just want to go home. I was so frustrated, bro. I blurted out Vince, have Brett, have Sean put him in the freaking sharpshooter and have Earl call for the bell. Mm. Like out of pure frustration, bro. I just wanted to go home. I'm done. Like, we've sat here all day. We've pitched a million stories. He doesn't want to go for any of them. Screw it, bro. Tell Sean to put him in a sharpshooter and ring the bell. Okay. Then I went home. Bro, this was probably on a Wednesday. Okay. Bro, from Wednesday to Sunday, Vince is having... No contact with me.
0: Now, did you find that odd?
1: I did find that odd, but I kind of I kind of knew in my mind that whatever he was going to do, Vince was trying to protect me as the writer, and he was going to take responsibility. Mm. So he really distanced himself from me that week. When we got to the building, bro. I had no idea what the what what they were going to do. I, I hadn't I hadn't spoken. To, that was the last thing I said about it. I, right. I had no idea what they were going to do. Who Vince met with, and you know who said what. I have no idea. I wasn't a part of that. So, Did you talk
0: to Brett at all or anything? Not at all. Did not, you see the camera crew? Because I think they were filming. That yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I I was not involved with the match at all that day. I was okay. not involved in. It. I didn't know what was going to go on, so I'm sitting at the gorilla position and I'm sitting next to Taker. Okay. And then and then I'm watching. Sean put the sharpshooter on Brett and the referee ring the bell and I'm like, holy shit! Like I can't, I can't believe that that's what he did.
0: So you're sitting with Taker. What was Taker's reaction uh, to this? bro,
1: he threw the chair across the room and was off. Really? Oh, uh, yeah, it was bad, bro. It was really bad. And, bro, that, that's the thing. It's like, I, I, you know, Cornette claims that he came up with the idea, and Russo's lying. Bro, I'm not lying because I wish I never said it. I'm not taking credit for something like that. I, I hated that day. What one of my bro? The only the only worst day, worse than that, in, in, in me working in the business was the death of Owen. That that oh. that was the only day. This was the worst day that I wish never ever ever happened. So the last thing in the world I'm going to do is walk around taking credit for it. I'm just telling you my, my involvement in the story. And that's how it went down. And I, I, I hate that that happened. But bro, I'll tell you that to this day. And I told Brett this immediately after. I, I was on Vince's side one hundred percent. I was going to ask you, do you think
0: it was? What's your opinion on it? He should have. He should have did what, bro, what Vince told I him to do. I was on
1: the phone with Vince. Pitched him a hundred ideas. He said no to every single one. Vince was afraid. Brett was going to embarrass him on WCW. You know, Bischoff was going to orchestrate it. And at the end of the day, bro, Vince did what he did to protect his company and everybody in it. I know that. And, bro, listen, me, Vince and I have a, a, a We don't like each other today. But to this day, I will tell you, I understand why he did it. I was in the middle of it. If it were my company, I would have done the same exact thing because he did it to protect his company. Bro, if Vince could love somebody, which he really can't, (laughs) Bret Hart was the closest he came to. I mean, he really cared about brett right he did he did not want to do that bro i mean that was the last thing the guy wanted to do he did that as a last resort because there was just no other way out for him
0: right uh you you mentioned the death of owen i was i was gonna go there might as well do it that night from your point of view right what was that like night for you take me through it
1: well, bro, see, a lot of people don't, you know, again, you'll you 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 you'll hear the narrative of what people want to believe, okay? People, bro, a lot I, of people tweet you and they say, you killed Owen, I you killed, killed Owen. Yeah, exactly. Bro, he, he, here's the fact of the matter. That entrance for Owen was not written in the show, okay? Bro, this is late Thursday night. I'm dotting the I's, I'm crossing the T's. I've got the format in front of me. Thursday before
0: the pay per view, right?
1: Before the pay per view, I'm finishing the show. All right. Okay. There's no grand entrance for Owen Hart. While I'm working on the show, I get a call from the director of operations. His name was Steve Taylor. Literally, while the show's in front of me, Steve Taylor calls me and says, Vince, The people that rig Sting are going to be at the show in Kansas City. Is there anything we can do in the show show, so they can show us what services they could offer us? Ah, okay. That's how it went down. So now I've got the script in front of me. So they're trying to
0: sell their service. Okay, gotcha.
1: Exactly. I got the script in front of me. I'm going through the script. And I see the blue blazer. So I say, mm. well, I, I said, yes, yeah, Steve. I said, if they want to repel Owen, I said, that'll be a really cool, you know, superhero entrance for Owen. If they want to repel Owen, we can do that. Okay. Well, that's how it happened. I, wow. I mean, that's exactly the way it went down. Wow. And, bro, I, I got to tell you, too, you, you hear so much bullshit. Bro, the last... I saw of Owen that day he was in a Brown jumpsuit and he was getting, he was at the coffee urn getting coffee, bro. He'd been rehearsing it all day. So I said to Owen, I said, how'd everything go, bro? How's everything going? He goes, Vince, no problem. Everything rehearsal went fine. Everything went fine. He goes, the only thing I ask you is can, can the way it was set up, bro, it was, Godfather's entrance, and then Owen. Owen said to me, "Vince, the only thing I'm asking you: can you reverse the entrances? Because if Godfather's first, and then they repel me, he will attack him. Exactly, I'll be hanging." I said, and I said, "Owen, no problem. I'll, I'll get it done." And you know, of course, I went. You know, and I got it done. And you know, Owen. Owen, you know, was supposed to come down first, but. That's so he never way.
0: said to you, I'm uncomfortable never, with them. Never,
1: never, nothing. See, and, bro, that, that's 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 a funny thing, too, about it because the relationship I had with Owen, bro, we wanted to do a storyline where Owen had a huge crush on Deborah.
0: I remember that. And
1: the reason why it. we yeah. wanted to do it, bro, was because we knew Owen and it would be hysterical. Like Mm -hmm. Owen having a crush on, can you imagine? It it would just, it would really be entertaining, bro. Owen came to me and said, Vince, this is going to be an issue with Martha for his wife. Yeah. Yes, please. Vince, please, bro. When Owen said that to me, I was like, Owen, it's done. No problem. We'll come up with something else. So there was something he did not feel comfortable doing. And he told me and we changed it, took it out bro for it to be, you know, an entrance that meant nothing like the, the the mentioned the entrance meant absolutely nothing. If, 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 if he would have said, I feel uneasy. I I was nervous. Jordan, nothing, bro. We would have taken it out immediately. But he, you know, like I said, bro, the only thing he asked me that day was the switching of the uh, of the entrances. So that's why I'm saying, bro, you 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 hear people talk during the years, you know what, bro? They they don't know shit. I was there. I know how it went down. I saw Owen after he practiced it and rehearsed it, and everything was cool. It was a freak accident bro and like sometimes you know i i'm a believer bro and everything happens for a reason like i i i really believe that i i think that the minute we are born our end date is in the book and we're gonna lead a certain life i i mean i really 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 believe in that stuff right but you know that's 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 the story man
0: after How long before after the fall did you find out that he passed? I mean, did you know before they announced it? Were you, yeah,
1: I was. Uh, actually, bro, uh, you know, first of all, it's a surreal moment, yeah, you don't believe it. Like, you you got everybody backstage, bro, like they're zombies. I I mean, they're absolute, absolute zombies, and Shane McMahon you know was the one uh that you know he came up to me and he he whispered in my ear you know i i think he just said like owen's gone oh. and, and bro you're just, you are just you know you 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 it, it's surreal like it's this this is not happening you can't even you, you can't register it. You can't understand it. That's why, you know, again, bro, I have my differences with Vince, but, you know, the criticism with the show going on, bro, nobody was in their right mind. Vince right. Yeah, bro, bro, you Vince McMahon. Bro, you're not expecting to go to a wrestling show and something like that happens. Vince isn't thinking straight. Vince isn't thinking rational. It was... Uh, you know, I—I I mean, obviously, bro, was a night that I'll never, never forget. Worst night, uh, far and away, uh, I ever mm. had in the wrestling business.
0: All right, well, Jim Cornette, we got a lot of, lot of comments
1: about Jim Cornette. Do you I ever see? I, bro, I don't know the the comments about Jim Cornette. I don't know why people ask me about Jim. G- I don't have an issue with Jim Cornette. That's what I was going I don't say have to any you. problem with, with Jim Cornette. I, 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 I've on many occasions said to Jim Cornette, "Let's have a one-on-one conversation. Let's give all the money to charity. Let's give all the money to the a boxing uh, match. Boy. Why don't you do a boxing match?" Well, I'm not, bro, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not a child. But you know, if, if he You're wants to it? have a rational conversation, bro, we'll, we'll have a rational. We'll give the money to cauliflower Alley. I, no. I, I, I often. Bro, the guy refuses to have a conversation with me. So I, I don't know why people ask me about Cornette. I don't have an issue with the guy. The guy's got the issue with me. So go go talk to Cornette. I don't know wh- why people ask me.
0: Why do you think that, though? Do you think it's still jealousy from you being brought on?
1: Bro, I'm going to tell you, it's, it, it's really two things, okay? Bro, here's number one. Bro, Cornette hates New Yorkers. Mm. Period bro, he he's still the South, the Civil War, wh- wh- whatever, however his mind works. He hated me from the start, bro. Because I was from New York, because I have a heavy accent, because I talked to him, he hates Yankees. He used to call me a Yankee. So off the bat, he's a Southern guy. I'm a New York guy. He hates my guts. Mm. On two occasions, bro, Vince McMahon at WWE uh, Dixie Carter at TNA at on two occasions, I was chosen over Jim Cornette and bro. I was chosen over Jim Cornette because anybody who knows Cornette and anybody who's a fan of Cornette knows how stuck in his ways. He is Jim Cornette does not compromise he wants to do things a certain way and bro that was difficult for vince mcmahon and that was difficult for dixie carter and i wasn't that way i'm gonna tell you what i think i'm gonna tell you what i believe i'm gonna fight for it if i really believe it but at the end of the day it's your company do do whatever you want to do right i was much more open and and easier to work with than Cornette was. That had a lot to do with their decisions. But Cornette likes to blame me for Vince McMahon choosing me over him and Dixie Carter. Bro, look in the mirror. L- look, look in the mirror. Ask yourselves: well, what, God, I got so much more wrestling knowledge than Vince Russo. And I've been in the I've been in the business since I'm eight years old, and yada, yada, yada why, why would they choose him? Answer your own question, bro. And like I said, everybody who knows the guy knows, bro, it's it's his way or the highway. Bro, it doesn't work that way in a corporate setting, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Are you open? Say he he did respond one day, reached out to you. Are you open to burying the hatchet with with Jim? Bro,
1: King? I've offered a million times to have a conversation with the guy. A, right. a million times, a million times.
0: So that that remains open for him. You just got to step in.
1: I I don't have an issue. I I've, I've got no issue with the guy whatsoever. And 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 like I said, bro, you know cauliflower cauliflower Alley, bro. There are a lot of retired wrestlers that are on hard times. Right. Bro, if we did a pay-per-view debate and we charged people and all our proceeds went to those wrestlers. Like, well, are you crazy? Are you, are you serious? Like, you you hate me that much, bro, that you aren't willing to help, you know, wrestlers who, who could really, really use a payday at, at this point in their lives. And, bro, then you got to ask the question, OK, bro, so if he's right about everything, then why is it that I'm the one willing to have a conversation with you, but you're not willing to have a conversation with me? Right. Like that, that's, that's odd to me, bro. Why, why are you the one refusing to have the conversation? If you're right about everything that you're saying, w- what are you so afraid to face me face-to-face for?
0: Right. Well, you know, I, I do think, based on what you've told me, I don't see it happening. Never happened. But right? but I, but I uh, you never know, right? People have a change of heart. Something happens in their life, and they go, you know what,
1: bro? The guy, the guy hates me over wrestling. That's insane, man. At the end of the day, he hates me over wrestling, bro. So listen, I know that I tried. I would have a conversation with him. You know, er- Eric Bisch- Eric Bischoff and I don't get along. I've offered to have that same conversation with Eric Bischoff. Still Girl, not I'm talking not, with
0: him? Huh? Still, not talk, still don't talk no, to Eric?
1: I, I'm, I'm not afraid to have conversations with these people. I, I, right. I, I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to be afraid of. But, you know, for some reason, you know, people fear talking to me. I, I told you about John Arezzi. right? Girl, John and Arezzi and I hashed it out on a podcast you know, and I actually, you know, that was John's idea. I said, John, no problem, man. Let's, let's, let's talk face to face. Let's get it done. We did. We were better for it. We're good friends today, but bro, if, if, if you're not going to have a conversation with me, quit asking me about these people, bro. I've offered to talk to them. They won't talk to me or have a conversation with me. What do you want me to do at that point?
0: Right. All right. There's the answer guys. All right, we're, we're going to be wrapping up soon, but I have one more question for you, Vince. The Hall of Fame. If Vince were to call you tomorrow and say, listen, we're, we're thinking about putting you in the Hall of Fame next year, would you consider that?
1: Absolutely not. Why not? Because I, I don't, the, whole, the, 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 the Hall of Fame is Vince's validation. Period. And no, nobody's voting for this. Fans aren't voting. Hall of Famers aren't voting. It's Vince's decision at the end of the day. There are so many guys that should be in the Hall of Fame and aren't in the Hall of Fame because of heat with Vince or, where, you know, Ivan Koloff, you know, King Kong Bundy. I can go on and on. How is Steve Lombardi not in the Hall of Fame? We're, we're going to rate this on one in one in loss records. Is that what we're looking at? I don't need Vince McMahon's validation uh, to to tell me that my life was worthy. I, I know what I accomplished. My, my numbers are out there. My numbers will exist when I am long buried, uh, you know, in an urn. Whatever. I, I, I've I I I know what I did. I know what I contributed. I don't contributed. I don't need Vince McMahon's validation. For me to know that, oh, you know, Vince, you were you were successful in the wrestling business. So a- absolutely not. Uh, you know, you know, bro, if it were different, if it were a fan voting, if it were people that were already in voting, but coming down to whether or not you're on Vince McMahon's good side, I I have zero interest in that.
0: All right, guys. Well, Vince, before we go. We had, uh, in the background, we had a live bro count.
1: All right, we're going to announce the bro count. Can I guess? Take a guess. We were on for about an hour, right? That's correct. (sighs) (laughs) You multiplying by the one a minute would be sixty. I'm I'm sure I give more than one a minute. Maybe I give one and a half a (laughs) minute. A hundred. Um, you're you you're pretty
0: off, all right? You're, you're pretty off. Nice try. What was it? So, now, we got to go back and check this, but this is a live count. We're at 217
1: bros. Oh, That's doctored. That's doctored.
0: 217 bros. Doctored.
1: That's doctored information. That's, That's incredible. Official. That's not
0: official information. But Vince, thank you so much. I got to have you back on because, man... There's so much more I want to ask you. A lot of people watch it right now, and they love hearing you talk. Whether they love you or they hate you, they love hearing you talk. Where do they go to listen to you, Vince?
1: Tell them. Yeah, guys, please go to russosbrand.com, bro. We've got so many shows. Uh, so great. i got great co-hosts, a lot of people in the business. Or go to patreon.com forward slash Russo T-W-C. Woo, you heard it first. That's where you go. We're probably
0: at 219, 220 bros now. Vince, thank you so much for being on Pounding the Meat. I'll keep in touch with you. We got to have you back on and talk more wrestling shit. You hear me?
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it, my friend. I'm down,
0: brother. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you next week on poundingthemeat.com. Make sure you give the video a like. Give Hannibal a like. Give him a subscribe. Give Vince a subscribe. Give me a subscribe. Give us all a
1: subscription, man. We work hard for this shit, and we appreciate you watching. Take care. We'll see you.